This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, How Moroni and the Plates May Have Made It to the Hill Cumorah, by Michael R. Ash, read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. As explained last week, the Book of Mormon model for a Mesoamerican geography has, like virtually all scholarly models, a handful of anomalies or potentially problematic issues. One of those areas of concern legitimately asks how the golden plates could have been dug out of the ground in upstate New York if Book of Mormon events took place in Mesoamerica. In a previous article, I pointed out that the hill in New York known as Camorra was probably not the Camorra of Book of Mormon times, and that the name was likely given to the New York hill by early Latter-day Saints. When Mormon died, he passed his record on to his son Moroni. For the next several decades, Moroni kept adding to the plates until, before his own demise, he buried them as his father had done. Some Mesoamerican proponents have suggested that Moroni may have taken the plates to Newark Hill as a resurrected being. The angel Moroni took the plates away from Joseph once the translation was finished, so it certainly seems reasonable that he, as an angel, could have deposited them near Joseph's home as well. It's also possible that during the decades in which Moroni was wandering and fleeing from the Lamanites, Moroni chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, that he simply carried the 50-pound plates until he made his final home in New York. It's interesting to speculate who and what Moroni might have encountered during such a trek. Some may be tempted to think that walking several thousand miles would be impossible, if not unlikely. History, however, has given us other examples of a similar trek. In the mid-16th century, for example, English sailor David Ingram and several shipmates were marooned on a coast of Mexico. Ingram and a couple of dozen other sailors began a journey northward. Eleven months later, Ingram and two of his comrades had reached Nova Scotia, Canada, just a bit farther northeast of Joseph Smith's homeland. While Ingram embellished his travel stories with some tall tales and possibly conflated some details from his travels in Africa and South America, most scholars accept the veracity of his claim that he actually traveled from Mexico to Canada in less than a year. To test the possibility of a journey, 46-year-old Richard Nathan walked the same route in reverse in nine months from August 1999 until May 2000. Other LDS scholars, such as Larry Polson, have suggested that Moroni may have taken a different path to New York. Thousands of years ago, the Native Americans developed footpath trails and trade routes that connected Mexico to what is now New Mexico and possibly beyond. The main route was eventually developed by the Spaniards as the 1,600-mile El Camino Real de Tierra Adentro, 
or Royal Road of the Interior, which linked the Spanish colonial capital, Mexico City, with its north frontier. The El Camino was eventually instrumental in many phases of American history, including the path used by the U.S. Army to invade Mexico, which incited the Mexican-American War of 1846 to 1848. Today, the pathway is paralleled by Interstate 25. The American trade route would have been no more than a foot trail in Moroni's day, but could easily have led him to the Santa Fe area. A number of years ago, LDS scholar H. Donald Peterson discovered two copies of a hand-drawn map, author unknown, in the LDS Church archives. The maps claimed to depict travels of Moroni. The previous owner of the map claims to have acquired the maps from an early Latter-day Saint, Robert Dixon, who got them from William McBride and Andrew Hamilton, who got them from Joseph Smith. The maps list the land bountiful in Central America and claims to describe Moroni's travels from Central America to Sand Hills, Arizona, and then on to Salt Lake, Adamondiaman, Nauvoo, Independence, Kirtland, and then New York. If the map is genuine and accurately reflects the thinking of early Latter-day Saints and or Joseph Smith, it supports the theory that Moroni traveled northward along what became the El Camino, continued traveling north-northwest to Arizona, and then worked his way north through Utah, where we learn that he dedicated the spot for the Manti Temple, as well as other temple sites, and eventually found his way to upstate New York. While such a trip would have been much longer than the trip taken by the shipwrecked sailor David Ingram, the travel distance is not unreasonable especially given the several decades Moroni had from the day he acquired his father's plates until the day he buried them himself. While we may never know if Moroni buried the plates during his mortal ministry or as an angel, the fact that he could have brought the plates from Mesoamerica to New York dispels the argument that the Mesoamerican model is incompatible with Joseph's retrieval of the record from a hill on the family farm. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome strengthening one's testimony in the face of criticism and doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon. Thank you.